Hello. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bring it on home. Uh huh.
Yep, had uh, another string of shows with the Red Knots. Okay. Uh, played in Columbia, South Carolina, and yeah. then that UVA for Fraternity, okay. Kappa Alpha, which was fun. Yeah, and I bet that was a good. Time. Uh, it was. It's it's crazy, man. Those kids are out of their minds. And then <laughs> um, finally, Cornelius, North Carolina. Cornelius, North Carolina. Yeah. It's like okay. sort of this lakeside town in North Carolina. It's pretty tucked away. I think that people kind of want to keep it that way, but I don't know if it's going to stay like that. Let's get man. the word it's out. Kind of bump- Let's get the word it's out. kind of bumping. Hey, All they right. invited yeah. the Red Knots into town. I mean, That's Panther Country. They're in Cornelius. deep Panther Country, yeah. It's funny. We drove past their stadium like eight times. I was like, who routed this tour? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this kept, we just kept passing it over and over. <laughs> this is the um, same drive, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'll, I, there, I had some more fun stuff uh, that I'll get to a little bit later in my segment. Okay. Um, yeah, looking forward to sharing that with you as well. Good, good, cool. All right, all right. Well, well guys, it's almost my bedtime here, so we better get this thing sure started, is, okay. man. Sure, is. it's getting late. <laughs> Should. <laughs> there it is. Wow, there, there it is. Oh. <coughs> there you go. Hey, did you take your medicine? Did you get your yeah. blood pressure medicine? Ah, damn it. Where's my little mm-hmm. pill capsule with like the days of the week on uh-huh. it? Yeah. Yeah, You're looking for the it's M. The M. M. Yeah. 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 Oh, there you go. It's, it's the M, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'm good now. All right. Wait, oh, wait, the M stands for Molly. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for Tramadol. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out. Medicinally supported for 40 years now. Uh-huh. Um, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And uh, we are, I, I, I don't know, I can't speak for the three of you or the two of you, but uh, I'm excited to be here tonight. Hell yeah. And, uh, oh, I'm, I think st- I'm some, stoked. Yeah, excellent. We got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, Nick, you got the lead, man. You are, you are batting lead off, and you're going to be talking about some current news event type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be weighty for a birthday conversation. It's going to be a little bit weighty. Um, And this is actually kind of funny. I I don't want to steal your your thunder here, but we actually have the same thought for a, uh, both an opening, both our (laughs) first uh, segment topic selection and our, and our backup. We had the Uh same. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this story could have been uh, covered by any of us because it's kind of the biggest story in music right now. hundred percent. Let alone, let alone maybe the country. Yeah. Indeed. And, I just, you know, it just, just tragedy, happened to fall on my, yeah. my, yeah, I just happened to have first pull this week, so. Indeed. Uh, Greg, you're going to be talking about an old classic album, one of my favorites, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'm going to be talking about two old classic albums, one of yeah. our, two of our favorites. We got, we got a lot of good stuff tonight. Yeah, man. This will be good. Lots. This will be All good. All right. Nick, I'm getting tired and old and cranky, so. I can see that. Better, I can see that. I got it, buddy. I got this. Let's, why don't we start off with some music? That sounds yeah. fantastic. Um, New album by a new band called Geese. Mm. Jay definitely hasn't heard of these. I've never heard of uh, these, uh, these bands. So, Geese? You know, just, what kind of a band yeah. name is that? What are you calling yourselves Geese, Geese? for? What is a yeah. Yeah. goose? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, where's, where's the mental imagery there? What we you, used uh, to have uh, names like Pearl Jam. On a hill? Wait, uh, <laughs> Geese? You're just All naming right. a bird now. God. <laughs> All right. This song is called Low Era. Okay. <laughs> Modern magazines and holy scriptures, my play rehearsals all go on Love is running a little faster, losing my body with one ancient word.
Nice. Yeah. It's I a like cool that. debut album. It's kind of like, yeah, it's got like a post-punk, like a, I don't know. The whole thing kind of is like a Talking Heads meets The Stroke vibe. That's 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 where I landed with it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's chill. Very cool. I like the way uh, their uh, their bass player and their drummer kind of interact. Yeah, these are, it's a it's a brand new brand new band. Um, I think they just got out of high school. They're from Brooklyn. Damn um, kids. And but they really they pay attention a lot to the the song structure and the and they really take their instruments seriously, which is pretty cool. I was reading some interviews with them, and they seemed like they're a cool band to keep an eye on. So, Geese. This one's chiller than than the other one. So, but like I said, um, got the lead this week. We're gonna talk about the uh, the incident it uh, in Houston. Uh, the Astroworld uh, Travis Scott concert. I'm sure mm. everybody's read about this, but um, this past week uh, there was a concert in Houston, a concert that was anticipated to be a bit hectic. Uh, they actually had 50,000 attendants in this in this uh, in Houston um, in a venue that supported 200,000, and they had 500 security, um, which is apparently more than they had. Uh, on like election day and like or like different like large events that they've had. Um, okay. So it was they really boosted up the security to try to make sure that there wasn't going to be any problems. And I guess Travis Scott, reading more about all of this, um, is has a reputation for uh, riling up the crowd. Um, mm. He's actually been charged twice with this um, and pleaded guilty to minor offenses in both circumstances. So he's been charged with inciting. Yeah, inciting uh, a crowd before, and basically came out on stage and got everybody revved up. And it sounds like, uh, and there's, I don't know if you guys have read more about this. I'd love to hear, but uh, all they know at this point is that it just sounds like there was just a rush to the stage, yeah. and people were being basically um, uh, asphyxiated via, you know, just being cramped in with with other people, um, which is which is awful, yeah. and there's been, at this point, eight people have died and hundreds of in injuries, Yeah, which, coming out of the pandemic, is particularly frustrating. Or, it is. I don't know, sad. It is. Big yeah. time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, because you can imagine the amount of energy that was probably there, yeah. and for a concert that's known to be pretty rowdy as it is, it just sounds like things just went overboard or just kind of got carried away um, on like a massive scale. Uh, and I think aside from a 1980 like, or 1975 Who concert in Cincinnati, I think was the, the one, mm -hmm. the, like the concert, that this is, this is kind of the biggest like crowd control disaster that we've had in this country for, uh, for yeah. quite some time. I don't know, guys. You guys were peppering me with 106 examples of other artists who have oh, sorry. <laughs> called, out, called out to the crowd to stop the madness. Um, because I think the most troubling part about this, and the thing we'll probably get into, is that it seems like he had the opportunity to... It, 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 there was a couple points, it sounds like, where he didn't think it was as bad as it was. And when yeah. he saw that, he kind of was like, oh, hold on a second. And, you know, like, did like a raise your finger, middle finger in the air if you're okay. Like, that kind of a thing. Um, right. But then it also sounds like that somebody came on stage to try to tell him, like, what was going on. And he shooed that person away. Mm -hmm. kept on going and and immediately after he shooed that person away he said he wanted to hear the ground shake so very much kind of continued to rev the crowd up i, I don't know I, when you're when you're faced with a a crowd of 50,000 I, I i can't even begin to imagine what that's like but it seems like instinctually you'd want to get control as soon as you saw something was going on but it doesn't seem to fit into this guy's idea of what he needs to bring to a live setting um so he just kept revving people up um, yeah. What do you think, guys? What are we thinking? Well, I, I really want to get Greg's thought on this because he's the only one, I think, between the three of us has been in front of a crowd, maybe not 50,000 people, but, you know, uh, that kind yeah, that, of mass, yeah. um, that mean, mass of people. So I, I definitely want to get your thoughts. I, I would just say this kind of stuff doesn't happen a, a lot, but anytime that you hear a story like this, I mean, it's incredibly tragic. I always, I always wonder like how much the artist is ultimately responsible for, for that kind of thing. Um, I think, I tend to think in this situation, like he, he had the opportunity and he didn't take it. But does that, does all of the blame lie at Travis Scott's feet? I'm not sure. You know, is there somebody else who could have stepped in and, and made that happen? I don't know. I don't know the answers to these questions. It's a really tough thing, but in kind of, 
looking up this whole situation and and seeing you know a couple reddit threads and a couple different stories about other incidents other times in history where stuff like this has been going on and artists have had the foresight to step in and say something mm-hmm. um it kind of leads me to land on the side of it is in the artists it is the artist's responsibility to to control the crowd as much as they can and or at least if they're made see, aware of it to respond it, well, yeah especially right? if they're made aware in, in in a way that it seems like he was yeah. at the very least stop what you're doing and certainly not incite any further but again greg I, i'm really interested in getting your uh, thoughts on, on I mean, all this stuff you know the the, th- the thing is that i i can't speak in that sense of that i i've made i've played in front of big crowds but i'm not the usually the one you know with the yeah. mic that you know that like those fifty thousand people came to see yeah. i'm like a small part of a bigger thing sure. um, yeah and i i have been on the stage you know for crowd for for bigger crowds just just looking out and being like holy crap like that is yeah. really something and but to imagine something happening out there and having to stop the show i mean that needs to be something that you have to be kind of educated about if you are going to be put in that position mm-hmm. i yeah. think you yeah. know and this guy does not he clearly did not know what he was doing you know like clearly, he, yeah. he clearly like did not i mean this guy look this guy's like married to a, Kar- or a kardashian right mm-hmm. this guy's mm-hmm. insane you know and you know who else was on <laughs> stage with him mm. my favorite mm-hmm. rapper Drake. What Drake? <laughs> yeah, I think Drake is. Was Drake. he really? I, I, I think yeah, so. He I, sure I've, was. Heard, I've heard that. Yes, he was. He, he's being sued alongside of Travis yeah. Scott by by a couple of the attendees. So yeah. it's like I hate to be like I'm surprised, but this event has happened before, and I think it had that that mm-hmm. notoriety of being like the wildest crowd, and even someone I know, uh, not very well, but someone who I worked with in LA, he works for Apple Music and he was like promoting it on his Instagram. Like, oh, tonight we're going to be streaming the Astroworld concert. He's playing clips of like whenever the last one was. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that looks pretty insane. You know, yeah. I don't really listen to this guy. I know I've, I mean, I kind of hear his name around, but uh, I mean, look, it's been flooded on on Reddit and other social media. Um, just past examples of, rock concerts where you know everyone from Zach De La Roca to Billy Joe Armstrong to uh, Chester Bennington mm-hmm. uh, you know and it goes on and on of examples of them stopping the show because there's it's too much something's going on that they, something's they going saw on, but it's, and they're yeah and it's you know in some cases it's, it's it'll be like oh a girl's getting groped or something and they mm-hmm. spot yeah. that but mm-hmm. there's a specific Lincoln Park one where they're like, "Wait, we have to stop because like you guys, are, you guys are getting a little too much." Like, I, I know I saw someone fall. Like, what do we do when someone falls? Pick him up. He makes the crowd chant, "Pick them up, pick them right. up." Yeah, that is the complete opposite of what the impression that I'm getting from the other concert, which was inverse. Like, yeah, it's like yeah, the inverse. Thank you these guys are egomaniacs you know what i mean that were just like no we want it to be as crazy as possible we want this to we're gonna be legends you know it's like Mm -hmm. a fire fest or something yeah you know like like (laughs) we're gonna do they're trying to make an infamous concert yeah yeah maybe and and make that part of the buzz of how crazy the shows are and, and they're they're feeling their high of being on stage and kind of being in charge of the chaos but they're really not in charge of the chaos and no. Um, it, now, d- does it rely completely? Is all the responsibility his? Of course not. I've saw, I've seen a video of people breaking through a uh, VIP entrance to the concert, and just first it's like a couple, and then just hundreds of people are flooding in. Mm-hmm. So they weren't. It was more people than they were that were ticket than were actually ticketed. Yeah, that were actually there. So I don't know okay. what the actual number is, but I think that there might have sold 50,000 tickets to this concert, but there were definitely more than that there. Yeah, but not fourfold. I mean, like it wasn't the, it wasn't like the venue was like capped out or anything like that. It was just people rushing the like yeah, standing it, room only but, area. But, it, but it, it's like the chaos was happening even before. Yeah. You know, and then you see these cops show up on their horses, but there's like just hundreds of kids running around them. Like what can they possibly yeah. do? Um, no, it was pretty it was pretty crazy. There was a um there was apparently an EMT that was trying to get in to help somebody, 
and he felt a prick and they actually had to narcan him because he got yeah i heard yeah, that that's was, that's a really crazy story what happened so it was he basically I, I got follow. uh he he was he he, he od'd like the the emt felt a prick in his in his someone neck injected him like someone jabbed him with some kind somebody of narcotic. jabbed him with something and he passed out and they narcan him and he came back oh so was, yeah. like the chief Good. of police came on and, and like issued that statement like it wasn't just not. like a rumor Oh yeah. no no, yeah. no no! I believe it. I just I didn't I hadn't heard that. That's why crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't Jesus even know what Christ. to make of that. Yeah, yeah but I a- I don't know. Like the the situation, and it's not a direct parallel. But the thing I always like come back to, and is um, if you guys ever watched the Rolling Stones documentary, "Give Me Shelter," is that about Altamont or yeah, I- it's about the Altamont. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about a lot of things, but it, okay. it kind of culminates in the Alt- in the Altamont concert. Okay, where you know, unfortunately, while the Rolling Stones are on stage. It's the one where the Hell's Angels are, yeah. you know, they were yep. contracted to provide security, sure this, yeah. and they didn't. They were all drunk, and they were getting in fights with the hippies the entire time. It, but the cult, the concert kind of culminates in this guy, James Meredith, getting shot in the middle while the Rolling Stones are playing Sympathy for the Devil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it's, it's a really hard thing to watch because, you know, you watch, by all accounts, Mick Jagger had no idea what was going on in the crowd mm-hmm. at all. And it was one single isolated incident, you know, apart from, and, and there were other times in the concert where Jagger said, you know, we, we got to stop, you know, whatever's going on down there, we got to stop it, you know, love each other. Yeah. You know, it, but the British press after this whole event was like brutal on the stones and saying, you know, basically mm-hmm. laying all the responsibility at, you know, Mick Jagger's feet for not stopping things earlier. But you look at, you know, Mick looking at footage after the, after the show and he's completely despondent and it's like i said it's not a direct parallel but it, it gives me some sympathy like if you don't know what's going on it's not it's not your fault i'm not saying that's what happened at this particular concert but it, all the responsibility can't be the artist's feet in my no, opinion but there's there got to be another stopgap there's got to be something right the artist is in the, the moment is in the moment that makes sense. I think that, you know, for all of these, if we're not going to spare any expense, if you're going to have this like amazing 50,000 person concert, why not hire someone as part of the security who has like the red button, you know, yeah. that like, you know, right. That, that when they see something, when they, as soon as there's a report of someone, boom, you know, well, right, so they, they like actually cut the, I mean, state, they, cut the sound. You know, mm-hmm. something. The police chimed in on this because they knew about, I think with an hour or an hour and a half left of the show, <clears throat> that there already already had been a fatality. And they had concluded that if oh, they that stopped early the on? show, it was, well, the, at, 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 there was still, they ended up cutting it half an hour short. Okay. And they knew uh, about half an hour or 40 minutes before that, that there had been, that there had been like a fatality. So they, but they decided if they cut the show, then the, these kids might riot because they were so just right. nuts. Right. Um, so it was at that point, it was just to try to contain the situation there. Uh, don't cut the sh- the concert short so that they don't like the crowd doesn't just go ballistic on them um, because they were so massively outnumbered. and They didn't want them storming the streets and, you know, mm-hmm. just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't disagree. And I, I don't, I don't think this needs to be, I actually was prepared to try to find the middle ground, but I'm having a hard time coming up with ways to defend the guy, to be honest, because it, it very much seems like he he definitely encourages this kind of um, the th- one of the things he had been charged with um, was he was sued by somebody that was at a previous concert of his, and he apparently was just egging these kids on from jumping off the third floor balcony onto the stage, um, and this guy got pushed. Oh and, my god! Like you know, like lost the use of his like legs or something like that. So. Um, the idea of prese- of having a be a raucous rowdy you know crazy time and like his, his the the emotion he tries to tap into with the crowd is rage like that's what he goes for that's his his his, his opining about this um and it does seem like he made a calculated decision that like things seem contr- under control enough that i'm just going to keep on going and i'm going to keep you know telling people like i want to hear the ground shake i want to feel your rage right. um so I don't know. I don't know. I, I I think being able to step back, I think being able to say like I don't want this on my watch, as an artist is a, probably an instinctual thing, <clears throat> one that you probably see more often than you don't. And so a lot of those clips that you guys pulled up, it's probably that. It's like all right, 
can we just hold on a second? Like somebody's literally getting harmed here. Like we should. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I think that I think that impulse for some kicks in. I think in his case, like it's it's pushing the limits, and it's also part of the appeal. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he just I think he played with fire, and he didn't realize looking out into a crowd of fifty thousand, you can't see eight people trampled. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did he I, know I totally, that it was going on? Absolutely not. But is he playing with fire? It sh- sure feels like it. But I, I agree with Greg's point that like it shouldn't be. I mean, it should be in the artist's control, but the ultimate decision shouldn't be the artist's because the artist is supposed to be focusing yeah, on his performance. They're obligated to p- perform and, and to give the crowd what they're they not, want. Yeah. What and they're not know, a security like, guard. Right. So and if the crowd didn't sue him and he cut the concert short, he probably would get sued by the venue. He gets sued for a different thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So there's yep. a conflict of interest there. There's got to be somebody else there who's in charge of, of that thing that the artist knows about. Like, it shouldn't be a surprise to the artist that, like, right. hey, it has to be. goes crazy. We have the right to stop this. Why, why, and why, this uh, is not the first concert that this has happened in. This is not the first sporting event that something like this has happened in. Like, we should have figured this out by now. Have that well, stop think now. about think about this. What if I mean, what happens if lightning strikes? You know, like, what's what? There's a protocol for that as well, or like, sure. there's a flood. Right. Somebody makes the call. It's not the artist, right? Sure. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? It's like absolutely. an emergency red button. We have to we have to at least pause, evaluate, and then decide if we can continue. Yeah. And if it we does seem continue, kind of crazy that we don't have something like that for crowd events. If I was if I was in this circumstance, I would absolutely want this to be my decision. Like I would want to know what's going on. You mean and as then, the artist? As the artist. I mean, not over the venue. If the venue's got a reason, like, but in this case, I I do feel like, like, where does the buck stop? Because if the venue's going to call it, by what by by whose by whose authority, right? This is like who's the ref? And for me, it's like again, and I'm not saying that it's I'm not putting it on his shoulders per se, but I am saying that. I would imagine, Greg, if you were on stage and you saw some of that kind of, like that kind of a thing, like that impulse would kick in of like, a, wait a second, that that's we gotta that I'm up here pointing down, like that stop what's going on right there. Oh yeah, I don't know. That happened up know. in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're crowd control. Exactly. Yeah, Greg right, did right, do right. crowd control. I, I, I did have to. I did have to make sure those guys were you cool. Did, yeah, and that was just that was just make sure that a wrestling match didn't start during the show. <laughs> Hammer, the hammer. hammer the but hammer. I, I don't know. I disagree, Nick. Like, if I was the artist, I wouldn't want. Like, I don't want. That shouldn't be my responsibility. I mean, if you're trying to give a performance. I don't want I to understand. be getting to yeah. monitor like that kind of crap. I don't want I don't, to be the arbiter I, for that. It's not. I'm not saying contractually you'd want, but I'm saying if I saw it, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't just keep playing. But you can't say that. Maybe your eyes are closed because you're performing, you know, or, sure. or like, you know, you're, you're behind York, the piano, you know, like, yeah. w- w- you know, like and, with the lazy and, and, eye, and, and, and you if, can't see and it. And if what we're saying, <laughs> if what we're saying right now is ultimately, is it always the artist's fault? And that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm I saying the described event and, the, and what, what he was made aware of and the fact that he did pause numerous times to kind of check in and see if everybody was cool. Um, at a certain point, he made the decision, I'm just going to keep going with this and I'm going to keep keep with my shtick of trying to get of like encouraging you know things to be crazy let's go crazy Uh, yeah yeah exactly yeah and i don't i think at any age i would have at at that point when there's when when there's a line you know there's a line and if you're aware of it don't wait for somebody else to make that decision for you like you're the one with the mic you're the one that's going to either talk them down or encourage them to go out and riot if you have to get off the stage early. Oh, totally, totally. So yeah. you're in control of that situation. You're yeah. you're the most in control of that crowd in that situation. Absolutely. Well, it's a tragedy no matter what, man. It's yeah, it totally. Freaking off. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad. You know, it's yep. so it, it does feel pre- preventable. You know? But would it? That's, what would it be? Yeah. Honestly, what would it be then? Because if you've got this large space for standing room only, mm-hmm. like to me, that's that's really the that's the math problem here is like you've well, got the potential the, for too much. I, I, there's I no like that, barriers. I heard that there was one thing that may have contributed, which was there was a timer for when he was going to hit the stage. Mm-hmm. Like a, like starting at 30 minutes, mm-hmm. which just kept, which, you know, that would, then that was what was being presented on the, on the board or on the, uh, the screen. Yeah. You know? Wow. So I feel like that's a terrible idea. 
if you're gonna, yeah. if, you know, because if if it's like, hey, I don't know, like when whenever it starts, it starts, and then I'll come back. But like, let's just float around until then. It it discourages like the natural flow of, of the just crowd. Like, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Because everyone yeah. and, and everyone wants to be as close as possible, of course. And um, yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's it's a very uh, it's a very gray area. But there needs to. I mean, we're talking about human lives here you know it's like at a certain point there needs to be a an escape you know and yeah. and it, you know we have to present we have to protect people you know and it, yeah. it can't yeah. be it can't be the artist on stage who's performing's job to no protect it shouldn't have been able to get to this point eight out of fifty thousand lives um but it shouldn't have reached that point either the security right. totally blew it but what but i guess in a circumstance where you've got such a wide open space what what literally can you do Aside from create like some physical separation that that can only allow, you know, fifty people deep or how, whatever that number is, like, what what is how many I, how many people deep does it take to tra- like to to? I, I don't know. I don't know the answers to that yeah. mathematically, but I know no, those course. studies have been done. Yeah. Because if you look back to like the Hillsborough disaster, I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys are familiar with that or not, but um, rings a like, vague bell. But like the very yeah. late eighties, I think it's eighty eight. There's this situation uh, for Liverpool Football Club where they were playing oh. away. It was like a cup final, and too many Liverpool away fans got into the stadium than mm-hmm. there were ticketed for. And this is back when they would literally put the away fans in a cage, okay, <laughs> so that they yeah. couldn't fight with the other with the home yeah. supporters. They would mm-hmm. literally have like you know these like separating like metal cages between the the sections of the stands and there was this big crush and uh, you know i think it's something like 100 people and supporters ended up getting killed Jeez, because they please. couldn't get out of this space in time and yeah. that was a really big deal and it changed everything about the way stadiums are designed are designed in europe and i imagine the world so there have been people like because there have been serious incidents like this before it's not yeah. the first time no so it's people not. have done these studies there's ways to control crowds um, yep that's all all right all right go go find the go find the science go find the studies right (laughs) somebody else please okay Mm. (laughs) i don't know but uh we'll see we'll see what happens with these uh suits these lawsuits Lawsuits. yeah 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 and 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 Um, yeah who knows knows but one thing here's one thing too is that like people have been really betting on live nation coming back strong post-pandemic and they lost a billion dollars today like right as they opened i think it kind of bounced right back but Mm -hmm. it's uh it's a little dicey you know and again i just have to say though that i one of my instincts about it is that these guys just don't know what they're doing you know when i see all those clips of billy joe armstrong You know, all these rock stars up there being like, stop, slow down. Like, the, the, it's a pro move. This guy's like yeah. not a pro. And, mm. you know, that's what happens when you put someone who, and this guy's got a reputation for treating like a lot of people like crap. Yeah. Mm. Um, a lot of the people he works with, he's a bully. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that's what I've been, that's what I've been hearing. And obviously it's easy to say that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but any, I don't trust anyone who's messed up, mixed up in that whole Kardashian crew. Well, he was, <laughs> just, and he was a Kanye with, protege. I mean, that was who he kind of where he started. The music off, might be you know? great. So. The music might be great, but like as a performing artist, dude. I'm just saying, if you're looking at Kanye as your role model, uh, it's ego first, <laughs> right? And I'm that's what, that that's what that's you know, it's like oh, did like thirty minutes until I come out, you know? It's yeah. like yeah. chill, man. Like it's a rap concert. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyway, he's gonna you know, we're gonna see what happens next. And we don't really know the whole story yet. Just to, I think there's gonna be a lot more stuff that emerges. Yeah, we are recording this on Monday. Like um, two days after. Two days three, yeah, two or three, three days after yeah. and there's it'll probably change by the time this episode airs. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Um, yep. so anyway, well but uh you know, I hate to say it, but thoughts and prayers to the victims. You know, that's all you yeah, can absolutely. do. Absolutely, yeah. Be safe sad. out there when you go to a show. Just, it's true. just take it easy. Take it easy. Take it, yeah, swag it. The cheap seats all the way in the back. Speaking <laughs> of that, that is a perfect transition. There we go. We were looking for a segue. Perfect. Yes. Finally. Glorious. I know. <laughs> just running in circles around this damn Travis Scott asshole. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Let's stop talking about him, please. Yeah. Seriously. Go. 
All right. So talking about cheap seats in the back, I had some cheap seats <laughs> okay. to the. I had some cheap seats in the back of the Hollywood Bowl last week, the day before I oh, left for tour. That's right. And Damn. I went to go see a little band named Team Impala. Oh, and how yeah, was the show? It was. That's actually taken from the show after the. It was. Yeah, that was a live clip. <laughs> well, it was fantastic, dude. Um, first of all. You can't lose at the Hollywood Bowl. It's a, it's a stunning. What a venue! Venue. What a venue! The sound. I've never had an issue with the sound. Some people say they've been to shows and, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I'm like, how does it sound like this? This is crazy. Like it, it's outdoor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all it, concrete it, too, right? I mean, it's all it's, like very hard surfaces yeah. everywhere, and but uh, it, it works and it's iconic. I mean, it's one of it's 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 a really special place. So yeah, I, I I noticed that they were you know when concerts were finally coming back, and I saw Tame Impala's at the Hollywood Bowl. I said <laughs> for for several reasons, I was like I've got to get some tickets to this because yeah. I haven't seen I've only seen them once before, and it was at the Nine Thirty Club when they were like okay. on their nice. second album, and okay. now they're on their fourth, and they're much much bigger. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, just to get into the vibe a little bit more, let's play uh, a clip from a live album of theirs called uh, Live Versions is the name of the album. The song is called Mind Mischief. Nice. When God, I saw them 10 up. years ago or whatever at 930 Club, that's what they sounded like, you know, uh-huh. pretty much. And they still kind of sound like that, but they now they have mm-hmm. even more great songs. And they mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. A, a super intense laser show. I was about to say, I, it's I'm crazy. sure they don't have any cool visuals going on oh, at the same God. time, right? <laughs> Dude, it's, it, it's, a, it's a great show. If you can catch it, it's really put together they really know what they're doing. Like this is, you know, this is a band that knows what they're doing. Like yeah. now I'm not trying to go back to the last topic, but I'm just saying, I don't see that happening. At a You're saying he would have shot, he would have stopped the show. <laughs> he he would have, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different vibe. So I can't imagine that would, something like that would happen. But the point is, it's just, it's colorful and just so so great song after great song. You know the ones you sort of yeah. forget about. You're like, oh man, that's a that's a classic. You know, and da da da. Yep. And then some of the so new many. ones that you're like, oh, you know, I, I recognize this one, but then you hear it live and you're like, this is this really is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. It's dope. I so, love yeah. that. I love when a concert turns you on on like the latest album. Like yeah, you, yeah. It just kind yeah, of yeah, I love it, that. It, 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 it you're like okay. Kind of like what Pat Metheny said. It's like the album is kind of like a teaser for you to come to the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's when it all yeah. really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fantastic. Um, I'm really glad I went. One of the other reasons I went is because I have a friend who, who I met back in D.C. who's now working as their monitor guy. And I was able yep. to catch up with him for a minute. And I got to tell him, you know, how great. The, the, the show was, and I mean, I can't hear it. It's he's just doing their monitors, you know. <laughs> I have to assume his monitor mix. Was After great. I'm, I'll oh, assume, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, it's their monitor mix. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was funny though. He's like, ah, yeah, we, we, I've only I've only done one show here before, 
we got here a little, with a little bit of time and I ran all the way to the back of the Hollywood to get to, to, to snap a picture of the whole venue. And oh, as soon as so I cool. took it, I noticed the band is on stage like waiting for me. And I was like, oh, sh**. um but uh in talking to to my buddy mike we have a um a mutual love of pink floyd and um i told him read that recently on on a tour in ohio i picked up a brand uh, not brand new an old but new to me copy of the pink floyd classic metal yeah m-e-d-d-l-e and what he, he said, oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And I, I, I said, I, I, got, I, I was able to bring this thing home. I had to be very careful with it the whole rest of the tour. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I got it home. It, I breeze and I bought it. It has an alternate album cover. Oh, okay. I'm like, mm, and I, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of Ohio. I'm like, dude, I could probably sell this for double in L.A. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but I, but I've, I'm obviously going to keep it. But I, I got home and put it on my, my turntable, and it was just like, ooh. This thing sounds awesome. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> sounds awesome. So he pointed out that he said, hey, you know, uh, Pitchfork just did a review of that recently. Was it <gasps> like a metal? He's like, yeah, I think it was like the 50th anniversary and Pitchfork did a, re- a review. I was like, oh, that reminds me of something. <laughs> yep. Maybe it's time to review the review. Oh. Review the review. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Pitchfork's getting so much love from this lady. I know. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So there oh, you have. Love a yes. good review the review, especially mm-hmm. a classic review the and review. And it's Pitchfork. Classic. Pitchfork. <laughs> of course. Have we, of have course. we done a review the review that wasn't from Pitchfork? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. No, we have not. Okay, so they're like, quote-unquote, reviewing this classic album. So, of course, it gets a 9.0. Shooting fish in a barrel of some sort. Yeah. But they they say, today we revisit Pink Floyd's conflicted and brilliant album from 1971. And they go through and they talk about sort of how Pink Floyd was in the studio and kind of tinkering around. It couldn't quite figure out what the next steps were going to be for this new record. This is, by the way, before yep. Dark Side of the Moon. This is after yep. Sid Barrett. This is like a, the, the brief period of time after Sid right Barrett. That cusp. Yes. Yep. And so they started messing around, I think, individually. And they had they came up with these like demos that they called Nothings 1 through 24, which were mm-hmm. basically entirely unusable, except for this one high note that they <laughs> recorded. It's a good one. It's a good note. There it is. So that's a nice note. It's a high B. <laughs> but now, what's happening? Okay. Sounds like the intro to a tool record or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like Adam, li- Adam Jones hitting it above the nut, you know. Right. We listen we listen this is uh this is from Echoes. We listened to this at dinner tonight. Nice. And the kids was like, it's like Halloween again. That was their comment. <laughs> nice. Very clever. So listen, we don't have to hey, listen to this whole intro, but the point is that that note was like the only thing that came out of these demos. And yeah. So they started this composing weeks, around it. after weeks of effort, right? <laughs> yeah, just, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah, uh, like at Abbey Road. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure that the the label was recording like, industry oh, was a was a different cool. <laughs> operating at a different speed at those times. Yes, <laughs> label was apparently, was apparently fine with it. But they 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 were Nick Mason, the drummer, said we could never recreate the feeling of this note in the studio especially the particular resonance between the piano and the Leslie, which was uh, the mm-hmm. Leslie rotating speaker that it was playing through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they, they decided to start composing around it, and they ended up with this 23-minute psych 
Prague voyage from tranquility to triumph to desolation and back. As Pitchfork yep. puts it. And let's, yep. let's let's jump a little bit further into the tune, if you may. Okay. That riff, by the way, is like, what, 15 years before Phantom of the Opera? Thank you. Yes. Mom was, mom, my mom was like, why am I singing Phantom of the Opera? And I was like, well, you're, singing, you're singing Echoes, which we listened to at dinner. And she's like, no, I'm singing Phantom. No. And I said, 1971. And she said, I don't know. But I did look it up. It's like 86, it's, right? Yeah. There you go. I nailed it. 15 years. Perfect. Yep. Um, yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber was obviously a Pink Floyd fan. Indeed. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that, that, that blows everyone's mind when you hear that. They're like, wait, how is this possible? It's like, no, it's, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. You know, I know you think like <laughs> Phantom is timeless, but it's it's not. It's not. Well, <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't know. I always I always hear echoes, if you will. Yeah. Of that same song in um, like the uh, the Shine on Your Crazy Diamond. Sweet. Sure. Yeah. They do yes. a lot of those like like those diminished passing Callbacks, chords. Yeah. The oh, same yeah. way. Oh, Absolutely. okay, yeah. Yeah, and that came out um, a couple years later. But uh, th- this is a good review because they it's not quite a review. It's more of like a book report. Yeah. <laughs> like a historical <laughs> retrospect. Yeah, like why yeah. did this matter? Yeah. Um, and then they reference, they're referencing a lot of the right things, like Nick Mason's uh, memoirs and, and kind of tapping into the vibe of the band at this point, which is that they were sort of ca- they sort of had callously had to shed its original member and original like spark Sid Barrett yeah. because he started acting mm-hmm. completely insane um, yep. on at shows and or on stage and off stage um, mm-hmm. until it reached a point where they were on their way to pick him up for a gig and just decided not to pick him up right and Whew. just played the gig without him and then that was it he was done um, wow but. Uh, they say in this uh, particular review, there's a certain line. I'm, st- I'm scanning for it now, but it basically, basically they're saying metal had both what was coming next and the scrappiness yeah. of its earlier. You know, because Pink Floyd mm-hmm. didn't have the they didn't have the chops of Yes and King Crimson. No, but they had, but they were super indulgent in their, you know, voyages and yeah. um, the creativity. Very creative. So metal, if you've never listened to it, I'd say. You should give it a listen. If I don't convince you, if we don't convince you, maybe Pitchfork will because they give it a 9.0 and they, they, they go on and on about how... Um, how. How did you guys feel about this review? Nick, let's start with you. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love a good book report and that's exactly what it was. It was, my, it was more of a, here's what was going on. Here's what the band felt at that time based on the books that they wrote. I thought it was great. It was it really, I, it was kind of like a really let you get into their heads and try to imagine what it was like then and and yeah you're right like they mentioned specifically the nick mason's memoirs in inside out and just returning to and they said they were just obsessively focused on making it as musicians and this guy became a problem and so they just had to kind of just push him out like they just had to in order to kind of survive as a band because they because he just would go up there on stage and stand and not do anything yeah it's kind of tough tough situation Um, yeah there's bird yeah. clock when you need them. <laughs> I know, right? But I don't know. Jay, what was wrong with this review? Oh, nothing. Nothing. No, I loved <laughs> okay. it. Oh, okay. I loved it. No, I, it was great. Uh, like uh, you said, it's a, it's a book reward. It, 
gives me everything I want to hear. It's got the interesting little tidbits of, you know, like little historical artifacts, quotes from band members explaining why they did what they did, stuff that mm-hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite Pink Floyd albums. Awesome. Um, uh, yeah, it always has been like I, it, just because it finds that sweet spot between like their really early, very off the wall psych stuff that, you know, it's all over the place. And then it, it like like the like like the review says, it's 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 a band that is ready to do Dark Side of the Moon, but not mm-hmm. there. Doesn't yet. know how yet. Doesn't yeah. know how yet. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, but you can hear Dark Side of the Moon stuff all over this album. Yeah, it's not going oh, to the door. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, that's God, cool, David man. Gilmore. I mean, I, to me, that's the most impressive part is that, you know, he was a relatively new member of the band at this point, And uh-huh. just the influence that he has all over this album um, is just pretty oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah, totally. And certainly I, and vocally. I, yes, absolutely. And I should also reference the live at Pompeii when they play Echoes yeah. for the uh, yeah. for the ghosts, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, something I used to watch in high school with my bu- with my buddies. And I still put it on occasionally because they are, re- are really ripping on that version. Yeah. Gilmore's yeah. tone is like off the chain, off the chain. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he looks exactly like you in that video too, which doesn't oh, hurt. Uh, oh, is that so? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> well, uh, the other reason I love this album is because before I had heard it, we wrote, um, Nick and I wrote a song called I Can't Wait to Know, mm-hmm. which is basically a very close rip off of the song Fearless. Oh, the third really? song of the album. Okay. <laughs> it's, open it's, G, it's, but I didn't know the song at all before I wrote that other song. It just happens mm-hmm. to be an open G and kind of pulls some of the same tricks. So it's like Andrew Lloyd Webber. I had no idea. Hey, you want me to do? do? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I gonna do? Huh? What am I gonna do? Yeah. <clears throat> but so there you go. I, I, we don't need to go on and on. I, I'm gonna give. You know what? Pitchfork this this time. I mean, well, hindsight is 2020. So I mean, whatever. Sure. Take, sure. But uh, I'll it's give the review. Job. I'll give yeah, I'll give the review a nine point The same the same score, same score that it Very gave nice. the record. Can I get can mm-hmm. I can I get a, a quorum here? How, what, what do we got? I'm fine with a nine. I'm totally fine with a nine. Nick, Nick, let's let's do nines all around. All right, perfect. Look at that. There you go. Look at that. There you go. Pitchfork. Boom. Well done, Pitchfork. Way to go. Yeah, way <laughs> to review a classic album. Yeah. <laughs> so, stick to telling us what we already know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, goodness. gentlemen, that's it for speaking me. of stuff that we already know way too much about. Birthday boy. What are we talking about? It, it is my birthday, so I get to pick a topic that's freaking easy yeah. and it's not going to be controversial, and we can just talk about music that we love. Okay. Let's Keep do this. Why, why would we do waiting. that? <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we, we, we've touched on tragedy. We've touched on poetry. We've touched on magic. And, uh, you know, this is yes. just a nice kind of. Nightcap. Now let's combine all three. Yeah. <laughs> what do we have? Of. Yeah. <laughs> well, Greg was just talking about a, a, an album from a band that was in transition. And although this band didn't have any members that quit, I feel like it definitely was a set of transition albums. Okay. So what we're talking about is uh, Radiohead's pivotal albums from 2000 um, mm-hmm. and 2001, Kid A yeah. and Amnesiac, yeah. um, have just been re- re-released by Radiohead in a form called Kid Amnesia, mm-hmm. um, which combines those two albums uh, and then also offers a third album of outtakes, studio demos. Um, songs that didn't make the cut. Songs that didn't make the cut. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Pretty fantastic stuff. This is, you know, it's this is low-hanging fruit for us because this was, you know, an album that came along at a time when we were just meeting each other and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. really just vibing on all kinds of music, especially like this, that was creative and challenging. I want to play a couple cuts from the third side because we we all know Kid A and Amnesia like the back Amnesiac like the back of our hands. Yeah. First track that really stood out to me on this on this third side was uh, Polk Pole. Okay. Which was not ever one of my favorite songs off of Amnesiac. Um, it's very strange. It just has this like repeating drum loop that's played in reverse and then like tom york is singing through an auto-tune and just yep. you know it's, it's interesting no- yeah. noise but it's not really a song well, on this version they make a, a slightly more listenable version of the drum loop and then they put the lyrics from another song true love waits on top of it oh, and i think okay. it just turns out beautifully i i, I really love this version so check it out
that's wild. Very cool, right? That's that's very cool. Yeah. 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 So, did you guys get a chance to listen to this at all? You know, it's funny because you guys were both like, "Oh, that that was my backup topic too." I have like a you should check it out topic list that I keep, and <laughs> they had put out I think one song yes. leading up to well, this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, know what it was? Two or three. There's been two. Okay. There's, yeah, they did uh, If You Say the Word, which is a previously unreleased B-side that mm-hmm. was featured in the OK Computer documentary. If You Say the Word and Follow Me Around. Okay. They've released both of those and have really cool music videos for both of them. Okay. It just came out. Well, in any case, I, I, I saw it. It's like, you know, suggested for you. I was like, what the hell is this? You know? And I was like, and, and <laughs> yeah. why haven't we talked about it on you should check it out yet because I know those guys are dragging this. Like if I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> yeah, about yeah. it, they are. Mm-hmm. But I, I did listen to that track, whatever, whichever one it was, it might've been the follow you. Follow me around. Follow me around. Um, yeah. And I, I was, I was like, this is cool. This is cool. I, I, I don't know what this is, but. Um, is it like so the acoustic you. one? It might've been. Yeah. Right. But whatever, whatever, whatever it was, I, I was like, we, I got to dig into this a little bit more, but now that I know it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty great. Well, it's I cool actually, because I, it, it, people were saying at the time that two th- you know, Amnesiac was the follow up to Kid A, and people were saying that it was a set of outtakes from the Kid yeah. A sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really market it like that. And in fact, you know, kind of in retrospect, as much as I love Kid A, I almost like Amnesiac better. What? Um, I, I think mm. Kid A is a better piece of artistic work. But I like the songs on Amnesiac better. This wow, is just me, not, just, not just me personally. Right. But they were already saying that that because the the songs were recorded at the same time, so they had that so I, much output. That I know, yeah. That not only were they able to make a second album from it, they were able to eventually make a third album out of it. Um, so I think that's just amazing, like they just how prolific this band was at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was yeah. reading um, about I think it was from Ed um, Ed O'Brien was saying like. They knew that Tom had this vision that he wanted to do an all-electronic record, um, mm-hmm. but he had no freaking idea what to do with himself. And I just, I really love that because, like, this band, they, they just, that, like, the trust that exists amongst them as artists yeah. to kind of sit there and be like, okay, you're telling me I can't pick up the guitar. <laughs> um, but that's my Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's what I yeah. play, though, and we're a rock Band. We're not a rock band. We don't want to be a rock band anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see where yeah, Tom goes with this. They were consciously eschewing all of that stuff. Like, they just yeah. didn't want to sound like anything that they had sounded like before. Uh, it's, but they were it, still able to, like, they're still Radiohead, so they still sound yeah. like Radiohead, but yeah. Yeah. in a yeah. different way. Yep. Totally different way. But th- it, it is remarkable how much creativity can come out of, yeah, taking that thing away from you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um totally different topic but there's a there's a thread here uh, i saw today that kurt rosenwinkel right one of my favorite j- jazz mm-hmm. guitarists guitarists in general he's releasing a piano album oh really? and i was like wow. i was like it's like kurt rosenwinkel plays piano i was like oh are you kidding me because i was first i was like oh cool he's releasing a new album it's like kurt rosenwinkel plays piano what the <laughs> f- you know what i mean and it's then, like a christmas special what's going yeah. on here <laughs> but then i heard i heard 30 seconds of it like a little teaser and i'm like man this is awesome. Like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Because it's not him, like, being like, ooh, look, I play piano now. It's like, no, it's his sound. You realize, like, okay, he can do it on piano now, too. Like, that's the level of that we're talking about here. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, it, it, it's, it really is a vision that transcends the instrument that he's playing. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think that's a great point. It's not like one of the members of the killers not to pick on the killers but just it's not like the guitar player from the killers just deciding like hey i'm gonna play some synth on this song and they yeah, do like right. wee doo dee doo dee doo, and then that's yeah. like their synth track no this is like everyone in the band is gonna play something a completely different instrument and we're just mm-hmm. gonna transform the sound of this Except band Phil. And, we'll let Phil on the drums and, and it's not even and, and, and it's not even like oh we're gonna rotate like we're literally yeah. you know yeah so yeah. yep and Johnny's going to play this instrument from the 1920s, you know, like on stage, and we're going to mm-hmm. transport that around with us on right. tour. Right. It requires <laughs> many patch cables. Well, Do you remember that? Remember that SNL? The, oh my god! I'll never live? forget that, man. We we ate what that stuff. What are they up. doing? What are they yeah. doing on stage? None of they're all holding objects. 
that aren't yeah. instruments. They had that yeah. Korg Chaos Pad, the very first version yeah. of the Chaos Pad that we just couldn't. It had like a touch screen on it. And they were yeah. and they were screwing with Tom's voice in real time. We just hadn't seen anything like that. And you think about all the sounds, not artists, not songs, but just sounds um, that those two albums you know, just opened doors for for artists to experiment and be creative in different ways throughout the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just think that they're going to be hailed as landmark albums for a long time to come. It was a perfect oh, yeah. time for that album to come out. It yeah. was perfect. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So check it out. If anything, my one complaint about the third side of this album, which is all I really wanted to, to hear, was that, you know, it's a little bit light. I wish there was more, frankly. Um, yeah. A lot of them are kind of redone versions of the originals, which are super interesting to hear, but they're kind of short and some are kind of snippets, but I, I can't complain. It's, it's beautiful stuff. It's great. Right. Yeah, yeah. So just want to play one more track before we go. Um, mm-hmm. Another one is uh, it's uh, it's a demo called Fog. Been played live by them a couple times before in different formats, but uh, it's a pretty beautiful song. Um, captures a little bit of a different side of Radiohead that I, I really like. All right. say for you nick klein yes there's the completely just string version of how to disappear completely i saw that yeah i did see that i did see that i haven't listened to this yet this one's uh oh yeah this uh, this album gets me to a place yeah that i need to be ready to go to sure um, sure both of them stacked together especially so it's i have not but that that lawn's gonna need mowing soon <laughs> sure is sure is and watering <laughs> <laughs> Uh, boys, boys, boys. Yeah, Indeed, you kept so. me up way past my bedtime. It's getting late right. here, boys. All right. Let's, wrap, wrap, this thing guy. Up. Let's <laughs> wrap this puppy up, all right? You can find Where us online. Where do they find us? Where do they find us? I'm trying to tell them. Where? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, you can find us online at <laughs> youshouldcheckitout.com. Find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. What's an email? Oh, boy. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go leave us a review. We'll review that review. Yeah. And tell a friend friend that they should check it out. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. And thank you, boys. This has been a great birthday gift. I really do appreciate it. Happy, Happy birthday, 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 old man. Hey, you know. Thank hey you. there. What's that, goat? Good night. All right, boys. Well, without any further ado, thank you all so much. And, you know, stay safe. Tell a friend. And we'll see you back here next week. How about it? All right. Sounds good. Peace. Peace. See you.